1: That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for dinner not I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads love where you live. That's
0: HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first
1: order. Hey y'all, before we get into this week's episode, just wanted to let you know that this week we are doing a community giveaway. All you have to do to join is go to the free area of our community. You just sign up with an email. You can find all the information to that at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. And you'll find a thread there about the giveaway. Just go ahead and say, hey, on that thread. And then at the end of the week, we will draw two names to get annual memberships for our paid community. That gives you access to those two bonus episodes every month, recipes, more direct access to us and more. So make sure you join the community today so you can be entered for that drawing at the end of this week.
0: Be age-appropriate and remember that you can start doing this at any age, but whenever it is you start, they are a beginner. So if you're starting with a 12-year-old, like if I just start having Oliver pack his lunches now, he doesn't know what to do. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about
1: feeding kids. Hey, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan, who's basically been begging for this episode since my kids have <laughs> gone back to school. <laughs> my oldest started complaining about her packed lunch nonstop, so it feels like the perfect time to get her packing her own lunch. I shared a little bit about my struggles on our Instagram, and y'all had a lot of great responses to my cry for help. And I'm really looking at Stacey for a lot of guidance here because her kids are older. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. before we dive into this very exciting subject, we'd love to invite you to join our Didn't I Just Feed You listeners community. Anyone can join for free with just an email and then you get direct access to both of us as well as weekly meal plan ideas and great advice from our hive mind of home cooks. And hey,
0: if you really love Didn't I Just Feed You, like really make a difference in your life and you're able to, we would love to invite you to check out our community membership options. This summer, we offered more choices, created more affordable prices, and we would love to have you there. You know, I'm just going to, Megan, I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit. Oh, God. Okay. Our little script. Like, I just want to say, because I'm not trying to pressure people in the community, (laughs) but it also makes us happy to see this. Like, Our most recent reviews, I'm just going to read the headlines of three of our most recent reviews. The headline of the first one, This Helps My Life. The other one is Encouraging and Accessible. This Helps My Life is from Kristen Carroll. Encouraging and Accessible is from Invented Charm. Eliza's mom said so many great ideas. And one of the things that I love most about our reviews is that it's not just like the headline, like, this is awesome, you should give it a try people write like a full on paragraph about how much we help them. And it's really moving and powerful for us. It kind of fuels our fire. It keeps us going. And if we make that much of a difference in your life and you are able to spare even just a dollar a month, we have an option for you that helps you support the podcast. So just wanted to make sure that you understand how meaningful it is to us. Again, you can check out all your options at didnidjustfeedyou.com backslash community. And you know what? If you love us that much, but it's not the right time to support us, that's also okay too. Leaving a rating and review is also really meaningful. And you know what? Just listening every week is great too, especially if you're a subscriber. So there are many ways to support the podcast. We hope you'll choose one and we hope that we keep making a difference in your life.
1: I will just add, Sending episodes to friends who you feel like can use them is a free way to help us help other busy home cooks, which is our primary goal, but also growing our audience is great because it allows us to do so many other fun things like our What We're Cooking and Eating Now episodes, et cetera, et cetera. I think this one is also really great. Like, I love the idea that it's like, send this episode to your friend because you are my friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you send out begging. the SOS. Yes. I'm like, please help because I'm fine. I don't mind complaining about lunch is like one thing. It's going to happen from time to time, but it's become routine. Like lunch, the lunch is never what she wants it to be. But also yeah. on Sundays when I'm like, Hey, I'm meal planning and grocery shopping. What are some things you'd like to eat for lunch this week? She's like, oh, I don't know. And then she complains about lunch also, like you can't say you don't want to contribute ideas and then not help in some capacity. Totally.
0: So it's interesting. This isn't where I was going to start originally, but I'm going to start here now, which is that, you know, being someone with a background in developmental psychology, I'm always sure, like in my little notes, I have like be age appropriate. And remember that you can start doing this at any age but whenever it is you start, they are a beginner. So if you're starting with a 12-year-old, like if I just start having Oliver pack his lunches now, like he doesn't know what to do. So you still have to treat him like a beginner. I would still have to treat him like a beginner. Yes. So there's this balance, this dance between ability and experience that I think um, is really important. I think oftentimes, and maybe I'm just projecting, and this is about me, (laughs) (laughs) I'll do certain things, And do them and do them and do them. And then I'll get frustrated. I'm like, you know what? Do it yourself. And then I'm like, I'm already frustrated and I hand it over and I'm handing it over in a way where I'm not doing a great job of kind of transitioning my kids into the responsibility. Yes. And then especially now that I have older kids, I'm like, why do you need a transition? You're 12. Figure it out. I'm like, I don't think that's really fair. And I don't think it helps the scenario that we're all trying to solve here, which is teaching our kids a little bit of responsibility, empowering them, hopefully reducing some food waste, right? Because hopefully if they're packing their own lunches, they're having more of a say and they like what's in their lunch. So I feel like there's a lot going on there that's developmental for Ella. And then there are other times where they are perfectly capable and it's just where they are. And removing yourself is the best thing you can do to stop the fighting or to stop the drama or to stop the complaining. You know what I mean? Like trying to help them more than they really need help becomes like a way for them to keep engaging you in the drama that they are invested in. So there's a lot of what we always say at Didn't I Just Feed You, like taking a minute to like breathe hear our advice, know that it's really flexible, but then think about like, what's right for me and my family and my kid and where my kid is right now. You know, it sounds to me like where I would start because we've talked about Ella and Isaac are not nearly the same age. They're many years between them, but they have a lot of overlap and similar.
1: They are like cut from the same cloth. They're both the oldest. They're both Capricorns. Yeah, and I should clarify too, like that's the very succinct, like, oh, she's complaining about lunch. So I'm like, oh, pack your own- Lunch. It's not quite as cut and dry as that she has been. Like, can I just put, like, in frustration, can I just pack my own lunch? And I do feel like it's an opening to do that correctly. And I feel like I've really only made one attempt of, like, well, what do you want to have on hand for packing lunches? And so I think starting with this idea, like, assessing if she's ready, but then also. Getting myself set up to actually yes. teach her totally. is hugely totally. important.
0: And I don't want to speak for Ella in this regard, but I will say that like Isaac runs anxious yeah. and has a lot of, like. there's a lot of push and pull with him, which I think is typical of a lot of first kids. And it's not something that's rare, but I do think his anxiety adds another layer of that where like sometimes his complaining really does mean he's ready to do something, but He gets really anxious, even when he's ready to do something completely on his own. Yeah. Because he wants to do it right. Like he wants to, there's just a general anxiety about, like, okay, now this is something I'm adding to my list, to my to do's, to my responsibilities. (laughs) And so he often wants me like by his side. So there is also a component of exactly what you're saying, like setting him up and then me just kind of being there and being patient through his complaining, which a lot of times is really just an expression of his anxiety until he feels like he's mastered it. And then once he's mastered it, he's like, I got this. You can go now. Yeah, Thanks lady. Go, you Thanks for you putting up go. with my complaining. Now you can get out of here. <laughs> Please go. And come, I'm wait. like, okay, that was a, <laughs> that was a rewarding experience. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're the both of them. They're please go away, which is never that play is. Oh, yeah, it's a hard one. Okay, so we we want to say it's like looking at what's when they're ready or even when you're ready and you need that extra layer of help before you do anything else. And then what?
0: Yeah, I think that it's helpful no matter what age. Tell them a basic Formula. Okay, I come back to this idea that I used to subscribe to like completely wholeheartedly. Now I have some questions about, but anyway, it is what it is. Ellen Satter from a while ago, like she devised this idea of the division of responsibility many, many years ago. But I still think it's one that I return to even if I need to riff on it a little bit if I feel like it was a little rigid in its original presentation. But the upshot, and there are variations based on how old your kid is, but the upshot is you choose what they eat, they choose whether and how much. And in different seasons of childhood, it's sometimes they also choose when, but that's not the case here because lunch is when school says lunch is going to be. So you choose what they eat, they choose whether and how much. And I think that works great for packing school lunch because you can basically say, here's your basic formula. I really think it helps to have a lunchbox that has like a certain number of fixed areas, components, because it can be really, like you can literally attach numbers to it. If you have a math child or a kid who's really young, like in container one is your main, in container two is your fruit, in container three is your vegetable, in container four is your snack. It depends again how old they are. Do you want to always call it a sandwich? Do you want to call it a protein and a starchy food? You can decide, but basically, like, here's what you need to include in your lunch. A fruit, a veg, maybe it'll be a dairy, maybe you want to include a sweet. You know, again, you can decide how you break down the quote unquote main, whether you want to call it a sandwich or a protein, a starch, but you get to define that. And then I would say making a list for them that they, if they're older, they can help upkeep too. Where you take each of those categories in the formula you've defined, and then you start listing lots of ideas that are kid approved. So let's say protein is one of your sections, one of a piece of your formula. You would say, like, all right, let's sit down and make a list of the proteins you like. You like hard-boiled eggs, you like deli meat, you like when I make chicken when there's leftover. That's good for me to know because every time I cook chicken, I'll make sure to cook extra for you. Maybe frozen chicken nuggets cheese unless you have like a dairy section but cheese is a good one no kid likes cottage cheese i always like to throw it in there cuz i love cottage cheese <laughs> you know and then like even the fruits like what are the kid approved fruits great lunchbox fruits apples grapes clementines berry a uh, fruit cup in syrup or in water whatever you buy veg great lunchbox veg baby carrots cherry tomatoes steamed green beans cucumber bell pepper Maybe they love, again, like the chicken thing, like they like broccoli done in a particular way. So every time you make it that way, you'll make sure that they have leftover. But I think this gets to the division of responsibility, where you're basically saying, this is what makes a lunch in our family. And then in each of those sections, you just list what they like. That becomes a grocery list for you. That becomes a reminder for them when it's time to pack their lunch, like, oh, wait, what do I have to do here? Like, what are my options? What counts as a protein? So I don't know if you want to put that on a whiteboard. I've seen tons of templates online that you can just print and use that I would have a space. And we're going to get to more of that in terms of like the lunch packing equipment too and gear, but I would have a space where it's easy for the kid to access, you know, and reference like the quote unquote rules of how to put their lunch together. And I would say getting them involved too in those choices. Don't put hard boiled eggs on the protein list if your kid hates hard boiled eggs.
1: Right. They should help with the list. Yeah, for sure. Right. I was going to say that you can hang it up like inside your pantry or cupboard yes. where all the lunch stuff is like even just on a sheet of paper and then it's easy to replace or redo seasonally or like every school year as appropriate there's also something bubbling up for me too where it's like there's the division of responsibility like very tactically of like food but what about the components of actually making the food that goes into lunch like you mentioned this thing of like oh you like leftovers or even hard-boiled eggs like ella's not at a point where hard-boiling eggs is in her cooking repertoire so can you talk a little bit about that? Like what stuff, and I know this is like age by age, but like what is your expectation for what kids do for their lunches? Like, are they cutting up veggies? Are you prepping veggies and they're like in the fridge for them to pack?
0: So again, I think like you want to inch towards them being able to do everything themselves. But I think that realistically, that comes at like, I don't know. I mean, it it really varies, but I'm just going to throw out 12, 13, 14 years old, they're definitely capable, especially if you kind of ramped up. And maybe you're starting with your 14 year old. Now the ramp up won't be years, won't be from when they're eight to 14, but it'll be like the first four months of school. Like they'll learn fast, but like you have to help them ramp up. I think of kids packing your own lunch as that actual act of sitting down and not sitting down, standing up actually. But like standing up the night before, after you've cooked dinner, after, you know, you've had to help clean up and you're at the end of a long day or waking up in the morning and being like groggy and tired and needing to make sure that they have their backpacks and everything else. That's the part that I think of when I say like, I would like to see kids packing their own lunches, Yeah, like taking that part, you know, the prep part is something that I've always incorporated into other parts of my routine. So I think this is a little bit of a personal answer that may not work for everyone. And I'd love to hear in our community if people make their kids, especially older kids, do the prep work. Hard-boiled eggs is something I would do on the weekend because I also want to have hard-boiled eggs for my lunches and for my breakfasts. Cutting up veggies, I definitely think is something that's easier for kids. I think you empower kids to make their own school lunch and to include those veggies, which all the parents are always like, how do I get them to pack a veggie and not just like cheese and yogurt and a brownie. Fruit for snacks lunch. in their
1: fruit compartment.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So like I, the more prepped you have it, the more likely they are to grab it because you know, the joke is that kids are lazy. The reality is that kids have a lot going on. Yeah. And like, this isn't their priority. And like, who wouldn't want fruit snacks instead of fruit? You know what I mean? Like, That's like a perfectly reasonable choice to make when you're 12 years old. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? When you think about it from their perspective. So like a kid Oliver's age, I would make him come into the kitchen with me on Sunday and be like, let's take 10 minutes and just cut this stuff up. You cut up that bell pepper. I'll cut up the cucumber. Here are the baby carrots and do the prep. Like I would do the stove stuff, but then he's set up to be able to assemble those lunches on his own. Because another part of school lunch is the emotional piece of it. Like it's annoying to like be harried in the morning, put together a school lunch and have Ella come home and be like, this sucked. Yeah. That's emotionally exhausting. Yes. If you can take that piece away, even though you've had to prep hard boiled eggs and cut up some veggies on Sunday if that piece is gone and she assembled her own lunch on Monday morning, I think you'd feel really satisfied. I'm right. to guess, but no, I, I would, I'm guessing you'd feel a lot better.
1: I would feel right? differently. Yes.
0: Yes. So like, I don't think this is about completely taking away all of our quote unquote work around it.
1: Do Which you know I, I mean? think that's like a really important thing to understand. Right. Yeah. Because I think totally. especially like family centric, food media is like oh here's yes. the 10 step plan to get your kids to pack their own lunch and it doesn't actually mean that you're not involved at all in their lunch totally. packing. It, you're just involved in a different way.
0: Yeah, this is the honest part of the conversation. I mean it could be even as as simple as like you take the yogurt squeezers out of the box and put them in a fridge container so that they're easy to grab. Yes. I mean that is work and I think that that's work that's worth it. Like the easier you make it for them to be able to grab choices that you feel good about means that they're happy. They've packed their own lunch. They've made their own food decisions, which is a huge piece of this. And you're not stressing and wanting to jump in because there's always this balance between if this is hard or I'm carrying anxiety about what they pack every day, you're going to end up just jumping back in, Right. right? It has to work for both parties. So you have to think about what is it? the kids need and also what is it that you need so if you're a parent who's cool with them eating fruit snacks doritos and a bread and butter sandwich then like you can probably release the reins more than someone who for whom that
1: might create a whole lot of anxiety yes before we get into the rest of this week's episode let's take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors Stacey, this year, fall and winter mean back to the classroom, sports, after-school activities, and even fall and winter holidays. Masks optional. So more than ever, I'm looking to do all that I can to keep my kids' immunity boosted.
0: I am right there with you. These days, staying well is not just about keeping our kids and their communities safe. It's also about keeping things running smoothly, to be honest. Having the sniffles can cause confusion and stress, disruption, So vitamins are an especially important part of our routine.
1: That's why I couldn't be more thrilled that Haya Health is back as a Didn't I Just Feed You sponsor. We were introduced to Haya's chewable children's vitamins last year, and they quickly became our favorite.
0: And it's no wonder that they did. Haya vitamins are made with a blend of 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more.
1: And the best part is that they are made with zero sugar. Did you know that typical children's vitamins are filled with as much as two teaspoons of sugar, a bunch of chemicals, and other stuff that many parents try to avoid? None of that is found in HIA Vitamins.
0: It's also hard to beat their convenience. Hia Vitamins come straight to your door with a pediatrician recommended schedule. The first month comes with a reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers. Then every month thereafter, Haya sends a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins.
1: Good for the planet, no sugar, non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and my kids like them. What's not to love? We've
0: worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Receive 50% off your first order at HayaHealth.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y.
1: This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y and get your kids the full body nourishment they need. Y'all, by now you know that we're huge fans of KiwiCo.
0: And actually, it's not just us. Our kids are big fans too. And Yummy Crate, the latest KiwiCo subscription line, has only made them even more excited to tear into their monthly KiwiCo delivery.
1: Even better than the kids being excited, Yummy Crate has gotten my daughter so excited about cooking that she's looking forward to helping prep school lunches and even help make dinner on some nights. That's amazing. And you know what, Megan? We have
0: proof of that too. This summer on Instagram, we shared the burgers that she made with one of her recent Yummy Crates. And I say that counts as full-on dinner help, plus they
1: looked delicious. They were, and the whole process was simple, too. Each month, Yummy Crate delivers high-quality kitchen tools, three recipes, and two projects that teach kitchen skills and get kids cooking. Before each crate arrives, you also get a shopping list that includes alternative ingredients to accommodate different diets from vegetarian to vegan. Done and done.
0: KiwiGo is designed to foster a love of science and cooking in kids ages 6 to 14 with recipes and activities that explore hands-on experimentation. And there it is, all really happening in your very own kitchen.
1: And it can happen in yours, too. Feed your kids curiosity this fall with hands-on kitchen experiments with Yummy Crate from KiwiCo. It's easy with no commitment. You can pause or cancel anytime.
0: And didn't I Just Feed You listeners get 50% off their first month plus free shipping with the code D-I-J-F-Y
1: at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% 50% off your first month at dot promo code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You? Hey
0: parents, if you have a little one under six, this message is for you. If you're into this podcast, I know you're gonna love the Mama Knows Nutrition podcast. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and creator of the Mama Knows Nutrition community. I'm like the nutritionist friend that you want on speed dial. I help with problems like, why the F does my toddler never eat dinner? And also chat with amazing down-to-earth guests like therapists and food scientists who cut through the BS. You'll learn something new, you'll laugh, hopefully, and you'll feel less alone in this whole parenting thing search Mama Knows Nutrition, that's spelled M-A-M-A, wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along. I hope to hang out with you soon.
1: I wanted to share that a few people on our Instagram who like responded to my cries for (laughs) help did say, and I feel like this is like one of those things you see on Pinterest and so you assume like no one actually does it, that they do like you, like what you're talking about with the yogurt, like buckets or bins where it's like, yeah. here's a protein, here's like some protein stuff you can select, here's like some fruit and veggie stuff you can select, here's like the fun treaty stuff that you can select. And I I like that that's like a balance between this autonomy of like they can choose whatever they want, but it's like giving them some reels to work in yeah. and gives them some options, right? Because it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm gonna prep this thing. For your lunches this week but they might get to tuesday or wednesday and they're like oh i'm not really into the chicken salad that we planned for this week and i just rather have like snack platter and have cheese and like turkey sticks instead so i do like that there's there is a lot of even within this advice you're giving there's like a lot of room to customize things yeah
0: But I do think having some choices, I really think setting up your fridge and pantry is an important piece of this. It takes a little work up front and then maintenance work that you'll have to do. But whether it's, like I used to have something called the lunch drawer where I used one of my crispers to just, because I never got around to getting all those pretty like home edit style containers from my fridge, that it was like the cheese sticks, the lunchbox veggies, the deli meat, the hummus. Like it seemed like a mismatch considering everything else in my fridge had its own, like the dairy section and the vegetables, but it was the drawer that Oliver could open and be like, this is where I find all the lunch stuff. But like bins, labels, finding a way to organize your fridge so that the options are very clear And how they relate, how each of the options relates back to the formula and the expectation you sent that there has to be a protein, there has to be a veg, whatever, goes a really long way to helping make sure that they can pack a lunch and feel good about it. Because it's kind of what we say about cooking dinner, same with cooking lunch. When you don't even have a thought and your fridge isn't organized and it's 6.30 and you open the fridge and you're like, I got to make dinner. That's a very overwhelming feeling. Yes. That's how most kids are going to feel, even if you've had a discussion on Sunday and you have it written down on a piece of paper, like this is, these are your ideas for lunch this week, but when they open the fridge and you have to find where the turkey is and you have to find where the cheese sticks are and like, that's very overwhelming, right? It's like their version of that dinnertime anxiety of like, ah, where is everything? What goes together? How do I do this? Because you're in a rush, especially if they're doing it in the morning or they're tired, or they start to question, well, I know I said chicken salad, but now I see this other turkey and maybe that's what I want. Like it's easy to get derailed. So like, I mean, we keep coming back to the same idea of boundaries that are a little bit prescriptive, but there being some flexibility and making things as easy and grab and go as possible.
1: This is sort of like the same thread, but you mentioned this idea too of like, besides pantry and fridge like setting up an area where it's like all the tools for lunch yes. packing are in place so totally. like what what is in that what is in that zone
0: I think it depends like I don't have a lot of countertop room in Brooklyn so like I had a little cabinet where I kept my stand mixer, but then there was a lot of like room around it. It wasn't neat. It wasn't pretty. The home edit would be like, we have to organize this. But it was the one place where I kept the lunchbox, the lunchbox bag, the thermoses, the cloth napkins. And the only thing I didn't keep there, although if Oliver had been younger when I started, I would have put him in a cup, like the cutlery. But like I've seen, again, on Instagram and Pinterest, but really simple stuff, like getting... You know, those like wire mesh stationary organizers, like using that, but like everything they could need, the lunchbox, the cutlery, the thermos, the napkins, like all right in one catty. So it's like, there's all my stuff I need. Boom. Open the fridge. I know where everything is. Boom. This container, this container, this container, this container did it. I've got it. You can, again, use labels. If you have a younger kid, you can help them. Related to the gear, I think also making sure after school that everything gets washed is really important too, because that'll even throw me off when I'm packing lunches. Right?
1: You're like, oh my God, the lunchbox is like in the dishwasher. Yes.
0: Yes. Or like in your your backpack still.
1: Oh gosh. So I
0: think helping them take stuff out of their backpack and making sure that it gets washed the night before is also really important.
1: Or having multiples if you have room and space for that. Yeah. I like very much this idea of like that even can be the place to start. Like if your kid is not ready to pack their own lunch, like get them starting to take their back, their lunch out of their backpack every day and like get it washed as a starting point. Yes, absolutely. Are you doing any checking the first couple of weeks of them packing? Like I know it's different, again, different for different ages, but like how much space are we giving to make sure that they're going to be, not come home hungry more than anything?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. I think this will be really personal. My gut instinct and I've never checked. I feel like if you do the setup, the whole point is to give them autonomy.
1: Okay. So no checking.
0: I don't think checking because then you become a little bit, it just becomes so easy. Again, I might be speaking just for myself. I would have a hard time not starting to fall into being the food police. Yeah. And I think that's like the whole point here is, yes, ultimately we're trying to get it so that like you don't have to pack a school lunch, but you already pointed out, this is an honest conversation. Like how much time are we really saving? I mean, it's a pain in the ass. It's stressful. The fights, like there's a lot of value for us in this too. But I think a huge part of the value is also, Letting our kids make their own food choices, kind of saying like, generally speaking, this is good and this is what works. And now like you have to make your own food choice. If they cheat, if they lie about it, you can, I would check afterwards. Some kids are smart enough to toss their food and be like, I have an empty lunchbox. See, my kids never did that. My kids always just like put everything back and I could kind of tell like what they were eating. If it was all Doritos, if it was just like literally a box full of Doritos and they ate it all, I would have no idea except for the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think it's fair to say if they're still complaining afterwards, if like a whole week of packing and they're still hangry, like having those conversations of like, wow, you seem like you're really hungry. Did you eat all your lunch? Like, huh, do you think that there was something, like were you not filled up after lunch? those conversations are a privilege to have. I know a lot of parents are working after school and can't have those. But if you're able to, I think they're very valuable. If you're able to connect with a caregiver or see if like aftercare can kind of like help you suss out like are they feeling sated? Are they going into the after school hour with good energy, good mood? But these are the kinds of conversations that empower kids to grow up to have their own relationship with food, which is the place that you and I always try to come from. You know what I mean? Not to guarantee that they've had a well-balanced meal or that they love kale, but that they know how to like manage themselves without feeling like food has control over them or someone's watching or mom's caring or that's healthy and this is terrible. So I wouldn't check. Okay. Is that crazy? No,
1: I kind of love it. And there is something, that, like, as we're talking, that's that's bubbling up for me. Yeah. Tell me. Of, like, my mom did pack our lunch almost every day. It yeah. Again, was, like, a very different generation. And it was literally, like, a brown paper bag, a plastic baggie with, like, a PB&J or ham and cheese in it, a Capri totally. Sun, a Little Debbie, some bag of, like, chips or pretzels, and, like, a piece of fruit. And... I feel like we would look at that and be like, that's not very balanced. It's probably not enough to like keep us full during the day. But I was also like her doing her best. And so the fact that we can like sit here and obsess about like, should we check or should we not check is a huge privilege, as you mentioned. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish we mentioned this at the top of the episode too. Like my kids, when we lived in Boise, they loved for whatever reason, like everyone at the like that was the culture of the school. So many more students had school lunch, like had the cafeteria hot lunch. And they, it is a different school culture where we are at now, where more kids pack their lunch. But like, I would happily just put money in their lunch account <laughs> and yeah. let them choose at school, like where that? I would never be able to check. I have been asking, but I do think it's a different culture thing. Like, I think fewer kids. Eat hot lunch yeah. at this school. And I can talk really talk about, like, it's a demographic thing. In Boise, we were at a of Title course. I school where most kids got free or reduced lunch. And now we're, like, at a blue ribbon award-winning school, which was not, like, a choice necessarily. We just loved our house and we happened to be in a great school district. And it's a lot of, like, Boise was a lot of, like, um, English language learners, a lot of immigrant families and We're not in the same school. We're like in a mostly white, mostly affluent neighborhood in Tennessee now. So it's just that part's different.
0: It is. And I I think that these are all really important things to talk about because, I mean, even from the like privilege, like we're obsessing point of view. Yes. My kids eat school lunch. Yes. Oliver eats a bagel almost every day. (laughs) Oliver does not eat a balanced lunch. No. Like 100% I can tell you, you know, they don't have tons of sugary drinks, but like they're definitely sugary drinks. That's like the huge excitement when they get to move to the cafeteria in middle school that they're like, oh my God. Because like we come from a school that's a lot like your current school where half of these kids have never had a Capri Sun or it's like the thing they have at a birthday party. Crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're like, Jesus, we get to have <laughs> like, <they're> crazy, about <laughs> the drinks. They're like, oh, there's lemonade in the cafeteria. Which is like a whole other like can of worms problem. Right. The sugar really think problem. Yes. And just like how they obsess over it when you restrict it and whatever. Anyway. Yes. Not for this conversation.
1: We've definitely talked about it before, too, in some capacity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But I don't know. Like how important is it that they, that we be judging what it means for them to have a balanced lunch? Like you're fine. And you've had the lunch that you just described. I pretty much had the same exact thing, except I had no sugar because my mom was extreme in the other direction. And I just used to like trade. And I used to take, I've said this before. I used to take hot chocolate packets from the cafeteria and like lick my finger like a dipstick and put it in the hot chocolate packet because I was so freaking desperate for sugar. My mom was so restrictive about sugar. So like, I don't know, like, I don't think we need to obsess. I think, like I said, if you just go into this thinking about what's the problem I want to solve, how am I going to make sure that this is a sustainable process for me? If you're going to feel super anxious about what's in their lunchbox every day, I would say it's better for you to just continue packing it than to make them pack it to make a point, but then be food police over them. That seems to me just in my gut, I'm not trying to judge, but like I feel like in my home, I would end up doing more harm that way. Yes. You know, so like, what's the problem we're trying to solve? What's going to work for me? What's going to work for them? And then give them some autonomy. Like you still have breakfast that you're feeding them. You still have dinner that you're feeding them. There are many years ahead. There are many seasons ahead. You know, Isaac now goes out for school lunch. I really like, it goes from eating bagels every day to eat being able to eat like Taco Bell every day. Right. It only gets worse. <laughs>
1: Isn't that what we're all learning? Also, there's something... It only gets worse, guys, so just relax. (laughs) There's something... uh, I keep using the term bubbling up, but this is not a fully formed thought here, but hear me out. I know that we are the generation of, like, helicopter moms. We even got a lovely review about how we're boring white helicopter moms once, (laughs) which remains my favorite. favorite... Uh, Just because it's, like, a very well-written negative review. Like, I love that. (laughs) But, like, I was a latchkey kid, as were you. And is there something lost in this, like, helicopter parent generation where kids don't have the opportunity to, like, get weird? Like, eat just a whole bag of Doritos for lunch or, like, stick their finger in the hot hot chocolate packet (laughs) to get a little (laughs) sugar buzz, like... Totally. Yeah. So I, I'm i really like for us, the thing is like I need some things to be off of my plate. I also yes. actually maybe even less than that. It comes back to this like larger thing in our family where I carry more of the mental load. Like everyone yep. needs mom. They're, the classic things that you like see memes on the Internet of like Brian will be sitting down on the couch watching soccer with a beer and the kids will walk right past him to me cooking in the kitchen and ask for help with something. Yeah. And so the lunch thing is less about like, what is she eating? And is she going to stop complaining as much as it's about like, Hey, this is one thing that I'm doing every day that you're maybe like a little bit taking for granted that you could do for yourself.
0: And I don't know, because I think putting money in her lunch account and letting school do with it or having her do it. I do think either of those would be great because the problem you're really trying to solve is just getting something off your plate. Yes. So that you can also say to her when she complains in a nicer way, but like, that's not my problem. Like, I'm not going to have this conversation. Yes.
1: Like, you've been set up. Already. I don't have room to have
0: this conversation. I don't need to indulge it. Like, this is not like you picked your own lunch or you have, you can work it out in the cafeteria or like these are the parameters. Like, this is what you have to work. These are your boundaries and you have yeah. to work within them. Sorry. You can figure it out. That's, those are very important lessons for, I think, for kids to learn. And I think that actually, like, again, I'm probably speaking more about Isaac than I am about Ella, but kind of conflating the two in their personalities. I think you get a lot of pushback from making them take care of themselves, but actually, and they... Are hard to transition into stuff like that because they can be a little bit. Um, they have very high. Exp- I'm trying not to use like negative words, like entitled or spoiled, but like they have very high expectations of what we're supposed to be providing for them. They
1: love luxury, <clears throat> and someone that them fed that. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have indulged that, yeah. and that's
0: okay. Like I don't feel bad about it, but like. The same way, like I've had seasons where I'm like, I don't want my kids to pack their own lunch. I don't feel bad. I want to pack it. Like I can afford it. It's making me happy. It's sending a little love. Like they're all different seasons. But I have found that Isaac oftentimes when he's pushed a little bit harder and then he does it successfully, feels really, really good. Yes. And that I that I, like just as someone who has a kid like that who's older. That more and more and more becomes what I see as a very important part of my job with him. It's like, no, I I know. I know you're going to be pissed. I know you're annoyed. I know you hate this. I know you're mad at me, but you can do this yourself. And I'm removing myself now. And then when he starts to get good at it, he's really happy with himself. So- I don't think you have to make your kid pack their own lunch.
1: (laughs) Yes. If you
0: don't want to or it doesn't solve the right problem for you, then like don't feel bad. I think if you're eligible for school lunch, I think that's a win-win in a lot of families for the parents, for the kids, and also for your community because there's a new rule. I don't know if that's the right word, but you have to actively sign up now and prove that you're eligible for school lunch where it used to be free For For everybody, no matter what. That's a change this year. So if you think you're eligible, it's really important to look it up and sign up and encourage, you know, spread the word. Tell the rest of the people in your community because these programs thrive when people use them.
1: Right. If we can show a need, there's more initiative for it to be provided for free as it had been during the pandemic. Okay. Any last parting words or we're going to go to the best place. Okay. One more thing.
0: There can be a lot of rut in a repetition in your kid's lunch. It's totally fine to eat the same exact thing every day. (laughs) It's like we were talking about, we already kind of touched on it with the, like, do you check their lunch? But like, who cares? Let it go. If you're really giving them the responsibility, set them up and give them the responsibility. If that's too hard for you, then give them some other responsibility and keep packing lunch or let school do it. Don't obsess if they eat a cheese sandwich every single day. I want to eat a cheese sandwich every day. That came from <laughs> personal experience, that example I'll have. Or ba- know. a bagel
1: every day. Yes, I was surprised. I don't like
0: bagels every day, but yes. I don't either, <laughs> yes. but
1: Oliver clearly does. There was something recently, because I've been sharing the kids' lunches on our Instagram at yeah. didn't I just feed you. And a lot of people responded when I was like, hey, ham sandwiches again, because we woke up late, but also because they ate it. And like, this is your reminder that they can eat the same thing. We're just uh, culturally in our white white helicopter mom culture. We've gotten wrapped up in this (laughs) idea that it like has to be an exciting bento box of delight every single day and really does not have to. It does
0: not. (laughs) I cannot wait to hear more from our community. You mentioned it already. We are at Din and I Just Feed You on Instagram. People already chimed in. I thought it was so funny because so a huge majority of the responses—I guess a majority is huge—that made no sense. You all know what I mean. <laughs> Were like, "No, please tell me how do I get them to pack lunch." So it was just funny. A lot of people seem interested in this.
1: They do. But then,
0: the, yeah, aren't doing it. So I'm curious if maybe like. If you've done it to chime in in the community, like if it hasn't worked, tell us why. Did the practical suggestions, is it just about the bins and the setup and doing a little prep? I don't know. I'm so curious to hear. We hope that you've joined us in our community. If you have not, go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. The conversation is happening on the main board, which you can access for free. You don't have to become a supporting member to get access to that free conversation. It
1: is the best place on earth, if you ask me. So join us. You can find more info about that at did I just feed you backslash community. Also keep in touch by signing up for our newsletter. A huge thank you to our wonderful producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacey. Stay sane and well fed until next week.
0: Hey, 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 cut the music before you guys go. Don't forget about that community giveaway. Again, go to com backslash community. Join the free area. It costs you nothing. Post on the giveaway thread and then you're entered for a chance to win an annual membership. And with that annual membership, you get two bonus episodes every single month in a private feed. You get access to a private Instagram you get access to our recipe section. It's so great. You want to enter to win? Do it. now.